Welcome to Catholic Radio Indy's Lunchtime Podcast Sampler. I'm Kent Blanford. Each week, we'll bring you a sampling of some of the best Catholic podcasts being prepared and shared out there on the internet. Well, we can now officially say it. Merry Christmas. And while the rest of the populace at large are taking down the tinsel and putting the season away, for Catholics, the season has just begun. This week on Sampler, I'd like to share some final reflections on Advent and point you into the new year. So up first is a podcast from the Ave Maria Press series, Ave Explores. This is Emmanuel and Christmas with Father John Burns. I'm Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. It's hard to believe we have already arrived at the end of Advent. For all intents and purposes, we're practically at Christmas. Now, granted, we still have a few days to go. This year, we get a proper fourth week of Advent. In previous years, it's been a bit short-changed. You know, Christmas is on like a Monday or a Tuesday, so you really only get a couple of days of that fourth week. But we got lucky this year in 2021 that we were able to actually celebrate the full fourth week of Advent. And to have a conversation about how we really enter into the worship of Emmanuel, God with us, in this fourth week of Advent as we quickly arrive to Christmas and the season of Christmas, which is far more than just one single day, but a 12-day celebration, eight days of an octave where we are called to rejoice and, and really, truly, and this is a very technical theological term here, party it up. To help us really dig into that, we have the author of the book that we've been talking about for the past few weeks, Father John Burns, to really explore with us why he wanted to sit down and write an Advent journal and what his process of really reflecting on this this particular liturgical season and the themes. We've talked about nearness. We've talked about being close to God and, and preparing our hearts We've talked about being made ready and and watching to see what it is that God's going to do. And now, as we are at the birth of Jesus Christ, as we round out this Advent season, who better to really walk us through worship of Emmanuel and contemplating God with us than the priest who has led us through these themes for the past few weeks. This, of course, is all part of our Ave Explorer series. You can find everything we've created, everything from our full-length series to our special series for Advent and Lent. We have a special series of episodes that we did at the beginning of COVID lockdowns that are still quite relevant today. You can find all of that over at the Ave Maria Press website. And we would love it if you'd rate and review this podcast so that other folks can find it and share the great things that we've created. For now, we hope you sit back and enjoy this conversation with Father John Burns about Emmanuel, God with us, for the fourth week of Advent. We're here with Father John Burns, the author of maybe my favorite Advent devotional. Having written one myself, I can definitely say my favorite Advent devotional, Adore, a guided Advent journal for prayer and meditation. And you're rounding out our little Advent mini-series, wrapping up the week four meditation, like you just explained, is one long meditation. But I really want to get into, Father, why you wanted to write this book. We both know that in the world of books, sometimes we have an idea, sometimes they have an idea, but how did a door really come to be? Yeah. And you know, Katie, it comes just from like a pastor's heart. I remember every single year in the parish, 
the angst of the priest looking at his people and knowing like what's in the missal, what's in the readings, knowing this is the beginning of our liturgical year, knowing there's so much grace in this season, but then seeing people's faces each progressive week, more and more stressed, more and more tired. You can just see the to-do list churning while they're sitting there at mass. I remember feeling such a division there, knowing out of respect for their lives, like you can't just tell them to stop doing everything. But at the same time, knowing that they're like missing something that's so beautiful and so important. I mean, some of the greatest themes of our faith occur in this little four-week season. Over the many years, really being heartbroken at the fact that people just skip over the surface to survive, really, Advent Mm -hmm. and get to Christmas. And the idea of the church would be so different. It would be that we would actually slip beneath the surface and really immerse ourselves in a full treasury of some of the best prayers of the year, like the collects of the mass and the best prayers, and some of the richest and most familiar readings and psalms and hymns. Just wanting to help people need an excuse to change their pace, if they need accompaniment or accountability. I was willing to write this because I was like, maybe this will be the one thing that helps someone say, you know, I got to commit every day to doing something this Advent so I don't miss it. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe I'll just Mm -hmm. pick up a journal. I'll sit down. I'll read a short reflection. I'll journal myself. And if that's going to change the season for people, it's well worth it. So just coming out of prayer, that was a desire is to help people. The other day, someone was asking me like, what's your hope for this book? And I was like, my hope is just that people would pray. That's all I like in life is (laughs) I just want people to really pray, like really meet the Lord. And then everything, the Lord takes over, then everything changes. Mm-hmm. But if we don't pray, nothing really moves. So I just hope people pray. And that's why I wrote the book was to help people pray. Well, and, and like you said, this final week is an extended meditation on God with us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I, I am so focused on my liturgical living during Advent. We do the candles and we'd have the chain. And this year I got a box and every day Rose got to open one of the boxes with the number and inside was a little treat of some sort to kind of build up this anticipation. And then it's like, okay, Christmas is here. Here are the presents. And we're done. Like, yeah, we're going to keep everything up for 12 days. Yeah, we'll do some stuff on Epiphany. But like, it just, it's build, build, build and purposefully. And then he's here. And it's just like a mix of the newborn babies here. So now everybody's just exhausted. And you're just like trying to survive those first few weeks slash like, I know I'm still supposed to be celebrating. So walk us through that. There's the final week of Advent, maybe the final three days. And then there's Christmas. How can we continue to reflect on this idea of God with us? Yeah, part of that's really the wisdom of of journals in general and journaling Mm -hmm. and why journals have become popular, like seasonal Advent and Lenten journals, because we can read stuff, we can listen to stuff, we can make our own interior resolutions and hope to do it differently. But in the end, we get back to the season the next year, we're like, well, it's pretty much right where I was last year, maybe worse, like nothing's really changed. When we actually journal, we write something down, we're taking another person's guidance, a reflection, a thought, even the scripture We're taking that and we're churning on it. Meditating actually means like chewing on and integrating something into our own thought process. And then to write about it, even if it's just a sentence or two, produces something outside of us that reflects how we've internalized the message and the word. I've found for the past couple of years now using Advent journals, especially, but also Lent journals, I just go back to the sections in each one where I wrote things down. And at the end of each reflection, there's a little section for journaling. I go back and look at what I was praying with because what I was praying with is more than just my idea. It was the Lord's responding to my willingness to listen and the Lord's giving me some insight, something to reflect on. And so those become like real treasures they're like multivalent blessings to lift back up throughout the year and be like, whoa, that's right. The Lord really opened up this one word from John's gospel that I've never prayed with before. I need to return to that, even if it's just thinking about it throughout the day as I'm running errands, whatever else may be the case. So the hope would be if we can engage the practice and the process of journaling a little better, maybe than we normally do, but then also return to our journals. I had a spiritual director who always harped on this with us, but he's like, you guys, 
you have to leave prayer when the time is up, be it five minutes or an hour. The Lord is typically not finished. You interrupted him because Kronos, the time was ticking along. You had to leave. What if you went back at the beginning of every prayer period to where you were last time and say like, hey, Lord, did you finish? Did you have more you wanted to say? And we can kind of take that to the meta level and think about that throughout the year. Like, Lord, Advent was crazy, but I did a little more journaling than usual. Was there more you wanted to say? Because you were speaking when I prayed. Maybe I cut you off because I had to go. The kids were crying, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, the clock ran out. So if we can weave the fruits of our journaling with kind of a pondering throughout the year, especially in the Christmas season, it's going to bear fruit. And that's kind of how that last chapter is written. There's a reflection question that relates back to each of the previous weeks to help the reader really say like, all right, where was my heart when I started? Where's my heart now? And then what am I going to do about that? And Mm -hmm. if we can just keep kind of folding back on top of that and let this deepen throughout the year, we'll do well. Mm -hmm. Practically and in really concrete terms with this book, I just go back to my other journals and look at them. I was doing that this morning with a different journal I used last year. I was like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have stopped praying with that. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm glad I get to go back and pray with what I was praying with last year because that's really cool. How do you like to celebrate Christmas from the practical perspective, like go to mom and dad's house, you have nieces and nephews, but like, what's your favorite spiritual way to really dig into those 12 holy days of Christmas? Yeah, there's like two answers to that, Katie. The first is the big stuff. My family's really close. My siblings and our best friends are close to their parents, nieces and nephews everywhere. It's, it's a blast. And I, that is just a total joy. So she's a priest when you're shot, you know, Christmas afternoon, fall asleep on the couch, wake up and run around and play games with the kids. It's a blast. So I love just being. But my first year of priesthood, a buddy of mine, he was out in the farm country, way far away from his family. And he couldn't get home on Christmas Eve. And he was like super depressed about that at first. It's like, this is not what Christmas Eve is supposed to be. Like, where do I go? And he, the only word for him was like to church. So he just went in to church in front of the manger scene. This was at like 11 at night, just after the last mass he had. And he just sat down and just like looked at our Lord, the, the, the actual depiction of our Lord born into the crash. And he just sat there and he's like, realized that this certain loneliness that he thought he was experiencing ended up being this really profound invitation to be with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds at the side of the manger. And so since then, I always try to find a chance to go and be alone in front of the manger scene and remember how quietly God did this. Mm-hmm. And as I'm about to jump into the crazy with all the drama that it brings with the ups and the downs, I really enjoy that couple of minutes of what might first seem like loneliness, but then you realize it's an invitation. And then it's this really tender, like, oh yeah, God, you did this super quietly in the beginning and you're trying to do it super quietly in me. And while I know I'm going to run around and eat and have all the fun stuff, You also have a fresh word for me as you bring the word to me now in this season, repeat it again and again. So those two kind of play this diptych back and forth in my heart for favorite parts. I'd prefer the family stuff, (laughs) but I make sure to leave room for the quiet, even if it's just a minute or two, because the Lord almost always speaks a word there that then informs the way I go and run around and celebrate. I hope you are enjoying this conversation with Father John Burns. We wanted to take a second and tell you about this week's podcast sponsor, This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and all things Christmas. It's an amazing resource for any Christian looking to dive deeper into their prayer life to find more peace and to grow closer to God. I use the Hallow app every single day, multiple times a day. Sometimes it's the only thing I can use that actually calms my one-year-old down on the way to daycare. It features daily rosaries, Lexio Divina, examines, playlists for calm and humility, minute meditations for brief moments with God throughout your day. Bible stories read by some of your favorite Catholic speakers like Father Mark Mary, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi, and me. 
Even though we are coming to the end of Advent, you can still pray and meditate with all of the amazing Christmas content on Hallow, including exclusive Christmas music from Porter's Gate and The Vigil Project, and the O Antiphons recorded by Harp a Day. Hallow just released their brand new kids content, including two kids Bible stories read by Jen Fulweiler and Mario Lopez. If you want to get access to the more than 3,000 audio guided meditations, including the all new kids prayers and exclusive Christmas Bible stories, go to hallow.com slash Ave Explores. I guarantee you're going to love it. Like I said, I use it every single day and we're so grateful that they're sponsoring this week's episode of Ave Explores. Okay, back to the conversation with Father John Burns. Last year, my husband was like last minute. We had done family mass at four o'clock, came home. We do breakfast for dinner with my family for Christmas Eve. And nice. so then we we did Santa and we are putting everything together for the kids. And then afterwards, Tommy looked at me. He was like, do you mind if I go to midnight mass? I was like, by yourself? And he's like, yeah, I just, I feel like that's where the Lord wants me right now. I was so in love with him in that moment. I was like, yes, <laughs> you go to midnight mass. I will stay home and sleep and fall asleep before you. So I don't have to listen to your snoring, but you go. Like It was like he knew he needed that prayer. So you saying that finding those quiet moments, even the busy moms and dads listening to this, encouraged to do that. How do you think in general, right? Advent is our liturgical new year. And for the past few weeks, we've been going through with different people who are fans of your book and digging into these themes how do you want people to really enter into the practical new year? We're coming on. I mean, some people are calling this like the junior year of COVID. We've been through a bit of a ringer as a society. There's lots of division. There's lots of vitriol. There's liturgy wars. From the outside looking in, you might think that our world is in a bit of a hopeless place. And yet Christmas seems to somehow provide healing for this world. And Advent can really lay the stage for that. What's your hope for the coming year, especially for Catholic Christians who maybe have been galvanized by this book to try to find hope and to try to truly bring that adoring spirit of the Lord into their lives. What, what are you looking forward to this year? So every day that I wrote, I just prayed through the prayers of the mass, the readings. And I was like, what's the message of Advent? Not just preparation for like all the things we do. What's the theological like force and movement here? And I realized how much the preparation is a theme, but there's this real energy to Advent that mm -hmm. we noticed right at the beginning, which signifies really the beginning of the new year. But it's been the collect from the first Sunday of Advent that has really almost like haunted my prayer in a beautiful way. It's the first day of Advent, the first day of the new liturgical year that we pray Lord, grant to your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. And I was like, wow, there's a real dynamism to that. I want to resolve, which is an important word for those of us who do New Year's resolutions. Like the liturgical New Year begins with a resolution. And the resolution is to run forth, not just to be like attentive and intuiting and we need to do those things, but also there's an energy to like, mm -hmm. I have to get out of where I am and run out to meet Christ. And I think for us this year, like where I am, where we are, there's a lot of yuck kind of to like, well, we've been stuck here. Or we don't like where the country is, our hearts are, the churches. There's a certain like come out of that and like go out to meet Christ, which is a little bit nerve wracking. But you pick up the theme. There's these other like alert, watchful themes, these themes of preparation, but unhindered haste is another word from the prayers. Mm. Looking forward in joy longing, stirred hearts being made ready, minds made pure. These are all words from the prayers. So I just noticed this year, there's just like up and Adam energy to Advent that I don't know if we let that stand over our year as, as prayer, as people who pray, but also as just people who participate in the culture and the society. That's a different way of thinking. It's, a, it's an activity that the church is calling us to. For Christ, it's not just this frenetic activity, righteous deeds that is coming, but this, the prayer says, makes us worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. 
So I just am interested this year in the energy of Advent, something that I've never really noticed before, but mm. I feel mm. like it strikes me because we've been not lethargic, but sort of stuck. And there's this call to get up and go and like yeah. run out, get to the manger and then move with the reality of Jesus into an adoring sacramental worldview. Yeah. Which if we got a sacramental worldview in place coming out of Advent, the world would be different. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Oh, yeah. that's such a good reflection. Well, Father, where can we follow you? I mean, we're at the end of Advent. So maybe where can we find your other books that you've written for Ave Maria Press that folks would benefit from? Yeah, Ave Maria Press's website's the best, AveMariaPress.com. And if you have a Catholic bookstore, please ask them to carry the books. You know, of course, we can get these things at Amazon and other booksellers. We just want to keep our Catholic publishers going and, and support yeah. them in every way. I'm on social media at Father John Burns on most of the places too. I'm not a super active, I'm like a passive user of social media. Like I'll post once in a while, but I'm more just trying to keep in touch with people that way. Yeah. The website's also got the other resources. There was a series of videos that we yeah. put together that go with each Sunday and those are going to stay up on the website and a bunch of other stuff there too. You may have talked about it in an earlier show, but they did some paint by number, color by number mm-hmm. of the art from the book. And we're doing an IGTV series with them. Yeah. But they were awesome. I mean, they're such a, such a great gift for folks to really yeah. engage with the beautiful art. Cause it's not just, a, I mean, it's a journal, but mine are hanging up in the kitchen uh, yeah. <laughs> next to my daughter's. So that was an Advent activity. The liturgy calls us to engage all the senses. And that's mm-hmm. really what Ave did here is like, there's, there's yeah. reading and there's a touch of the liturgy through all that, but there's also a listening, but then you have art and then if kids get into color, paint by number, but then you also have the gift tags, the prayer cards, like there's this sacramentality that surrounds oh, yeah. them. They put this together that really reflects what the church says we ought to do to fully engage the mysteries of our faith. I just was so happy with the way they yeah. put that together. It was a project. I think that it's been a long time coming and it came at the precise right moment. So thank you so much for, for being part of creating it, Father. Oh man, it's a huge gift, huge gift. You know, it's hard to believe that we have spent four weeks digging into the themes of this journal that Father John Burns created. And it really is a a quite epic feat to one, complete something like a journal. And we've still got a few days to go, of course, but to have sat down every single day and to have reflected on his words, on the quotes of saints, on passages from sacred scripture, on, on imagery that really tries to bring us closer to an understanding of Christ coming into the world. You know, Advent is known as a season of waiting. And the other day, my four-year-old, she asked me kind of randomly what we're waiting for. And I said, well, we're, we're waiting for baby Jesus to be born. And of course, you know, the wisdom of four-year-olds, she looked at me and she said, why are we waiting? Jesus is already here. And without going into an explanation of what it means to commemorate days and God being outside of time and space, I just said, you know what, Rose, you're right. God is here with us. And that really is the whole point of spending the past few weeks journaling with Father John Burns's words, conversing with people here on this podcast to really try to dive deeper into the themes. It's all about trying to understand what it means for Christ to be here to be in our hearts, to be in our lives, to be with us on this journey to grow closer ultimately to him. Ave Explores is a project of Ave Maria Press where we do one-off series like this, where we dig into an Advent theme, but we also dig into content every single series that really tries to answer questions about how to live our Catholic faith every single day. We have a series on the Blessed Mother, a series on Catholic family life, a series on the saints. We recently wrapped up a series on evangelization and how to share the faith. We've got over 10 series available for you 
on the Ave Maria Press website. And I guarantee all of the content that we've made is engaging, it's enlightening, it'll challenge your faith, and it'll help you be a better Catholic. You can check it all out on our website, AveMariaPress.com, or just keep scrolling down in your podcast app and find all of the great content that we have made. We'd be grateful if you'd give this podcast a rating and a review, share it with friends, let them know, hey, I did this Advent journey with the book and I listened to the podcast and it was really fruitful. We'd be super grateful for that. As always, we're grateful that you listened this week. We'll be back with a whole lot more. So make sure you're subscribed to all of our Ave Explorers updates over on our website and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss anything new real soon. We're grateful that you journeyed with us this Advent and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy's Lunchtime Podcast Sampler, and we'll be back with more right after this, so stay tuned. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Hi, I'm Patty Cochran. Are you a non-Catholic who listens to Catholic Radio? Would you like to find out more about how to join the Catholic Church? There's a program called RCIA that can introduce you to the Catholic faith, and it's available at your local parish. You don't have to make a commitment to participate in the program. Just try it out. I did, and it was one of the best steps I've ever made. Contact your local parish office for more information and start your journey home. Welcome back. Catholic radio stations throughout the country have become rich resources for some great Catholic podcasts. Here at Catholic Radio Indy, we have several locally produced programs that we post in podcast form. Faith in Action, Go Rebuild My Church, The Catholic Cave, and this show, Catholic Radio Indy's Lunchtime Podcast Sampler. In searching for podcasts, I came across a really nice offering from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, Catholic Women Now, with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder. Here's a sample of their program titled Fruits of the Bible. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder. Catholic Women Now is underwritten by Vermar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We're delighted you're here with us this morning. Chris, did you survive all those storms last night? I did. I oh, did. Awesome. And I, I was praising God all the way through it because, <laughs> because yeah. we wanted to go down to do the healing service at St. That? Ambrose. It was great. You know, but it was funny because the sirens kept going off. And when I was a little girl, I went through a tornado with my family and destroyed our whole neighborhood. And I was just shocked how the Holy Spirit came in and I was just like, okay, stop so I can go, please. (laughs) What a powerful prayer warrior. No, it was just, you know, the Holy Spirit was going ahead of us, and it was so wonderful to see. Yeah, I had several friends. We were all texting each other, praying through it, and several had these little cool little Holy Spirit moments that Uh happened, you know, and they're praying Uh and praying against the storm. And you really, you know, those of you who are listening today are kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But just think, Jesus calmed the storms, so why can't we ask him to calm this storm? I mean, he's the apostles were there. That was the scripture that kept coming to me. You know, mm-hmm. the, the apostles are 
scared and he just he calms the winds and like who is this guy well and jesus said anything that you do or anything i do you will do and only greater mm-hmm. so we can pray we have the authority to pray into yes. that so yes so have faith people it was know, amazing it's, it's funny because my daughter and i went and as we were coming home she goes well your prayer got answered you know and because i was also praying that there wouldn't be debris or destruction you know and that it would just be but there has been destruction there has out, been but on, on the path that we were taking yeah. there was none we were and our, and our prayers are going out for all those who have suffered oh, from gosh. destruction yep. in the rural areas and mm-hmm. there's 120,000 people without power yeah. as of last there night there were 11 tornadoes is yeah. what they counted yeah. So, so yeah i was praying for them in mass this morning yeah so, so ah, we thank you lord well, yep. should we start with prayer? Let's and then we'll do get that. Into the show? Let's do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this is our last show before we go on break for Christmas. Yeah. And we're going to go unplugged. That means we do not have a guest. We're going to do the show ourselves. That's right. So, And and we're going to talk a little bit about gift giving. And we've got, you know, do you want to put together your own fruit basket? We've got some ideas with scriptural fruits. Fruits from the Bible. To put right. together in that yeah, basket. Both, both literally and spiritually. That's right. Talk, there's a lot of mention That's of fruits. Right. That's right. Yeah, so, so I think it's going to be fun. Are you going to put together your own fruit basket? Biblical uh, fruits? Well, yeah. <laughs> I can think about that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Maybe that, that'd be something for the new year to yes. think about in the new year. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. That'd be great. Oh, and oh, okay, Julie's pointing at me, listeners. <laughs> we have some announcement to make, but I'm going to let Chris do it. Yeah, so I am going to be taking a little bit of a break from Catholic Women now. Um, it's just time for me to step away and give some more attention to my family. Um, and this has been fun. I've been doing this. I was thinking about this today. It's been about eight years, actually. I know, I started know. in August of 2013, so it's been such a blessing. It's not permanent. I'm just going to take a little sabbatical. Um, uh, and I appreciate that because yes. I'm going to miss you, Chris. Oh, I was just you're not going to miss me. It's going to fly. <laughs> well, I just, you know, after you work with someone for a while, you really get to know them. Yeah. And, you, and we know each other so well. We know how how to read each other, how uh-huh. to cue each other. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And when it's one person's a, coughing, you can just jump in and not well, be offended. <laughs> well, it, it is. It is. It, it, there's just a lot of little nuances yes. that you pick up on. Yeah. So I'm going to miss you. Oh, and I'm going to just miss thank you. I just know that once a week I get to see you and we can oh. visit. That That's not going to yeah. happen anymore. But well, I mean, we I'll can, still see you, but it, not, it won't be an appointment. What the time. listeners don't know is before we did all this, we had been doing lunches together. So it was kind of a natural you know, thing to, for us to get on the radio and chat. Well, well, we'll have to keep doing those lunches. <laughs> That's right. Stay That's in touch. Right. Right? I mean, That's I'll right. see you around. It's not yeah. like you're going to Timbuktu yeah. or something. Right. But <laughs> right. Just time to spend a little bit more time with my family and be able to go out and see my parents more and help with the wedding that's um, in our family. So yeah, you know, a lot of I, things going on. I understand. God mm-hmm. God did that with my life about yeah. 10 years ago. It was kind of hard. It took me some time to surrender. It's a surrender. Mm-hmm. It's a surrender hit to His will mm-hmm. and a trust. Mm-hmm. And But yet deep down, you know that that's yes. what you need to do. Yes. So God but, will bless that. But God willing. I'm coming back. Julie, Julie said I'll be welcome back, listeners. So I'll be back. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> and I would appreciate everybody's prayers and I can anchor the show until she gets back. Oh, so. you're going to be amazing. You're going to be amazing. Bringing in a lot of uh, guest speakers. Yeah. Guest hosts. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is we'll yeah. do like, who's Chris this month? Do oh. each monthly guest host. So like, have some fun with that. Oh, right? Fun, fun. That'll be awesome. I'll be listening. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you send your ideas. Continue yeah. to help help okay. help with the show. It okay. mean you, if you're not on the air, it doesn't mean you can't help behind the scenes. Oh, too. I can so, always send ideas. Yes, I would like that. Yes. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, so. All righty. Well, you're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. When we come back, you're going to hear a little bit about the fruits of Scripture. And, hey, maybe you can make your own fruit basket for Christmas this year for some of your friends and family with these fruits of Scripture. Stay tuned. It started like it does for many people, question my faith and question authority. And I feel that the reason why I left was the the draw of the world. The world was pulling me away. Some people would say, you know, Satan would, you know, Satan was working on me. He did not want me in church. He wanted me to be desperate. He wanted me to have the thoughts of suicide. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I experienced in my life were a result of my rebellion against God and against authority. Coming back to the church is the first step in healing from all of the hurts of the world. I went from being desperate and in despair to finding hope and encouragement for for the future. I'm on God's team. I, I know who I belong to, and I know where I'm going, and there's nothing that can separate me from God's love. Take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We are going to talk about fruit today. Fruit, fruits of the Bible. There are not the nuts. I know there are some nuts in the Bible. We're not going to talk about them. But so we're going to be fruity. We're going to be fruity and talk about the fruits of the Bible. But you know, there's the Bible's rich with symbolism with fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, both um, literally and metaphorically. And one of the things is the um, spiritual fruit. You know, there's a lot of mention of spiritual fruit in the mm-hmm. Bible. And what and one of them is um, evangelism, mm. you know, and that is such a timely topic right now with so much being done about surveys and stuff about people leaving their faith and mm-hmm. not affiliating with the faith, mm-hmm. especially in the Catholic Church. But in John four thirty five thirty six, we find where Jesus says, do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. I read this this morning. I'm like, yeah. You know, this was encouraging us. We need to mm-hmm. keep sowing mm-hmm. and reaping mm-hmm. and, you know, reaching out to people and taking bold steps to go up to somebody and, and talk to them about or God. Or just say, can I pray with you? Can I pray with mm-hmm. you? Yes. Just just mm-hmm. simple little things. Yeah. It doesn't have to be scary, but that is a bold thing for some people to just say, can oh, I pray is. with you? It is. It's yeah. very bold. And the, yeah. I mean, no, it's, I'm kind of, okay, I'm going to challenge people. We should be praying for this, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that, but that's easy to do. It's easy to say, well, I'll offer this decade of the rosary for, you know, mm-hmm. growth in the mm-hmm. church. But to take that intentional step to be active personally in your circle of influence, that's a different story. That's, that's going deeper. Meaning, it, meaning feeling comfortable or not, com- not even feeling comfortable, but maybe asking somebody, can I pray for you? Or how can I pray for take you? An or action, can we pray together? Taking a, a bigger action towards mm-hmm. it, more mm-hmm. active approach mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even asking them, you know, what are your questions? I know that's a scary one because you don't always have the answers, but... Well, and Jesus goes on to say, Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. Our eternity depends Mm -hmm. on this, Mm -hmm. too. You build treasures in heaven. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. So some of us are going to be sowers, and some of us are going to be reapers, and some of us can be both. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be all... Just depends on what stage in life you are, or or where you are in in your day. Or the circumstances. You may be planting a seed in somebody... And then someone else come along and help water that and cultivate mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So we always have to keep that in mind because this is how we build God's kingdom, right? So what other spiritual fruits? The fruit of salvation, which we just kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of seen in the parable of the sower. Mm-hmm. You know, the, each time the respective authors quote Jesus saying, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. So we got to prepare our own Spiritual life, right? We need to be strong in prayer. We need to have those intimacy with Jesus so that we can go out and take that to others. And so that we can have um, fertile ground for that seed of faith to grow in us mm-hmm. so that we can be the beacon for someone else. We, it's the outgrowth. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the fruit of our own spiritual life, right? Yeah, it doesn't it? It's, it starts with us, doesn't it? Does. It does. And, and you know, Lord. I was reading a, um, a book on prayer by Father Boniface Hicks, mm. and he said, you know, he's talking about you You have relation, all these relationships in your life, and the number one relationship was with Jesus. And like if your family members, your kids, or your husband's relationships, you want to improve those, you start with your relationship with Jesus. It mm-hmm. all starts there mm-hmm. in your own heart, mm-hmm. and then it flows out to the others. You know, and just practically speaking, you know what that looks like? I mean, it, it, can, it can just change. It softens us so many times. It softens our attitudes. It calms us, and sometimes it just it makes us more joyful as well. It can do all those things. So, of course, that'll affect the person that I'm with. Well, it opens, you know what it does for me? It opens my eyes and opens my ears to see things differently mm-hmm. and to hear the situation differently. So yes. then I'm look, I'm processing, processing in my mind differently. Mm-hmm. I'm not drawing conclusions or going to the what ifs and mm-hmm. like if onlys and mm-hmm. building these scenarios in my head sometimes mm-hmm. that we can do, especially mm-hmm. I think women mm-hmm. kind of tend to open up all the boxes in our mm-hmm. brain. and So it, your expectations mm-hmm. even of somebody else can change because you're loving differently. Right, right. Yeah, I like that. Mm, I do too. So what else? Well, I, that's what I have for the gifts right <laughs> oh, now for the spiritual okay, gifts. Good, ready? So, yeah, so, so let's go so to the mine fruits. Are like, these, real... are, these are actual fruits, people, that you can put in a fruit basket, and it would be a fun thing to make your own biblical fruit basket you're, for Metaphorically, somebody. you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not talking metaphorically. I'm talking about grapes. Let's start with grapes. Real tangible grapes. <laughs> so you're getting a real basket and put real I'm, grapes I in. I am getting real grapes. Yeah. You know, oh. no plant is mentioned more in the Bible than the grape and all of its different products, like the wine and the vinegar and raisins. All and, those things are in the Bible. And actually. the vineyard and all that. Yeah, yeah. So you can start with the grape, you know, whether it is, maybe you're making a basket for little kids, so you put raisins in. If you make it for oh, an adult friend, you put, you put wine in. Yeah. Because it's, you know. Oh, the, I like the wine idea. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, definitely grapes are are a blessing. And, you know, they are – one of the things that I learned about this is vineyards in the Bible are often referred to as being hedged. 
And a hedge of protection is important when vines are flowering because you have to have the flower get to its point where it, 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 it reaches full development or there won't be any fruit. So I thought that that was really interesting to learn that about because then we're out, you know, how you pray about having a hedge of protection around you. So I thought that oh, was... Oh, that's good. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So you talk about the grapes a lot in the Bible. But then we've also got the pomegranate. The pomegranate's considered a miracle fruit. Biblically, pomegranates, granites, I'm not saying that right, they crop up again and again in the scriptures. And, you know, God himself prescribes the pomegranates and that they have to be sewn to be even hemmed or on the hem of the robes. So you, yeah. you saw them starting out, you know, even just as a kind of a showy thing for the people that were leading the church, you know, yeah. they'd, they'd have them on the hems of their garments. I was thinking, how did they actually do that? I know. We, I studied this in the um, a Bible study once, and it was Aaron, mm-hmm. the a prophet Aaron in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And we were all thinking, and first, then we thought, why pomegranates? Why pomegranates? Yeah. I mean, why, yeah. why that fruit? And um, But yeah, we were thinking that. It sold it, sewed it around the hem of their garments. Yeah. I wonder if... Can you dry those? Can you dry that? Well, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. When I was down in Kansas City recently, we were meeting with a priest. And in their church, you know, you can't have flowers this time of year on the altar. But they had taken pomegranates, and I think they were dried. And they stuck them into some green plants just to bring some color into the church. Oh, that's a great idea. It was beautiful. But, you know, so I suppose you can dry them. And that's probably what they did. But I suppose you'd have to sew them before they got dry, because that'd be kind of hard to sew. Yeah, that would be. Well, you know, and they were used in um, Solomon's temple, too. Brass ones. Brass pomegranates. Yes. Solomon's yes. Temple. Yeah, but they have healing properties as well. I, I did not know that. And they're also known for fertility with all the seeds that are found in them. I yeah. thought that, that was really interesting. So, pom- Well, and it's interesting because some Jewish traditions hold that the pomegranates, 613 seeds. Okay, who counts those seeds? Yeah, I know. I wanna, who was the one out there who counted these seeds? I was, in the, I was in the grocery store the other day thinking, I want to buy one and actually count them, but I really don't want to take the time. <laughs> And it corresponds, the 613 seeds correspond with the 613 laws in the Torah. Mm, okay. And in Christian symbolism, the num- the numerous seeds is in the fruit represented the church and unity and faith and a community of believers. And then in the same vein, a pomegranate appears in, in depictions of Mary as the mother of the church. And just, it's a symbol of righteousness and Judaism. It just, it, it goes on and on really with the, with the, uh, Pomegranate. There, you can find different articles if you go online. Um, and here's here's just a little tidbit of information. Did you know that in Iran they are the biggest pomegranate producer and exporter worldwide? No, I did I not know that. I didn't either. I would not have guessed That's that they would grow fun, them there. Fun fact for That's the day, my right? Fun fact for the day. You sure that Absolutely. at dinner parties and look <laughs> very intelligent, right? That's right. Or very That's right. Where, where does the pomegranate come from? <laughs> worldwide producer and the biggest producer. You know, it's also mis- mentioned in the Song of Solomon. Um, the bridegroom says to the Shulamite woman. Your lips are like a scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like the halves of a pomegranate. Oh. And that's, they're kind of like... The a, halves of a pomegranate? Yeah. Cheeks. Okay. I think okay. she's talking I guess, to the I cheeks. I guess I can see that. I guess it's the modest blush that's on the right. bride's cheeks that reminds the groom that her true beauty lies within. Oh, very yeah. good. We have about a minute left, so I'm going to zip through this. So there's the olive. Oh, yeah. The olive, the olive tree in Christianity symbolizes peace and reconciliation, and it is a symbol of, of the Christian religion, it, um, and it's referenced a lot of times in Gospels and different Psalms. So you got the olive. Um, we've also got the fig. Yes. The yeah, fig. And when that's mentioned early on in the 
Genesis in the garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They used the, fig leaves. They were, and they were wondering, it, different things that I read talked about how the, they think it may have actually been a fig and not an apple that, that Adam and Eve ate from. So. I saw that too. I uh-huh. thought that was interesting. Yes, but in the Old Testament, the fig and the fig tree are symbols of security and prosperity for the Israelites many times. And they've been eaten for thousands of years and were consumed even by the Spartans for quick energy. So, you know, um, they've got lots of I got. I love this because this is something I look at a lot of times, friends. So they're highly nutritious with B6, potassium, iron, fiber, calcium. They're just kind of a superfood. I've never so, had one fresh. Have you? Oh, yeah. I Are have. they good? When we were in the Holy Land. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're good. You know what? I mean, I like Fig Newtons better. Uh, they got a little sugar in them. <laughs> yes, that's right. And you know, the last one, friends, is their dates. And um, they might just be the oldest uh, fruit on the planet is what they've said. But in the Bible, the palm tree is a symbol of peace, victory, and fertility. So um, it's also a symbol of beauty at times, too. So take all of those ideas. You got the figs, you got the olives, you got the dates, you got uh, pomegranates, grapes. Throw those into your, I wonder, your can fruit you still basket. Buy, can you buy figs around here this time? You of probably year? have to put in some fig newtons. Yeah, kids would like it's that. fresh. So yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. don't keep very long fresh. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you're listening to Catholic Women now on Iowa Catholic Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what gifts are you giving this Christmas. I gave a talk recently, and an older man with a walker approached me afterwards. I think he had had a stroke, but he was still strong and full of life. His eyes lit up as he started to give me some unsolicited parenting advice. He said, I have four girls, and starting on their fifth birthday, I pull up my antique Chevy, ring the doorbell, and give them flowers and take them on a date. Tears started streaming down his face as he said, and when I turned 50, they all came to my door with flowers and took me on a date. (laughs) Dads, it doesn't take much time or money to make your kids feel really, really special. Anything from an ice cream date to asking how her day was and listening to the answer. But it does take focused, one-on-one time. Look, you might regret a lot of things when you're looking back at life someday. One thing I can promise you you won't regret is wasting focused time on those kids. Make sure you do it. This is Chris Stefanik. For more of our men's program, visit reallifecatholic.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarah, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Women. Now you're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson on Iowa Catholic Radio. We're happy to be with you. And we are talking today about, well, right now in this segment, we are going to talk a little bit about what gifts are you going to give this year? We just talked about maybe give a biblical fruit basket, but also, um, you know, what 
favorite gift are you giving this year? What's your favorite gift that you're going to give? I know, Julie, um, you, you were saying you're really going to have to rack your brain for that one. but Well, yeah. And you know, it's this interesting thing. We were talking on break. I've had some difficulties coming up with gift ideas, and we don't give a lot because our kids are adults now, and they're mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I turn to the Holy Spirit, and I know you do too. And the other day I was praying, okay, so what do I give this son? And this idea cropped in my head, and I'm not going to tell it because I don't want to do a spoiler alert here, but it's going to be perfect for him. And oh, unique. you can't tell the, the audience? Is he listening right now? I don't know if he listens or not, so I don't <laughs> want to spoil it. But anyway, but you know, you're talking about what gift to give, and I've really been, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, because the kids live away, mm-hmm. and I have kids at school, mm-hmm. um, I'm really trying to be intentional with my time. So like getting all my things done before the week they come home. Mm-hmm. And so everything, no appointments, no nothing is cleared off off my calendar mm. and just enjoy baking and cooking and watching movies and that kind of thing. Ah, oh, very good. That's interesting that you say that because my husband is being driven a little crazy by my list because my list is all kind of about time. I want time with the kids here. I want time with my husband there. <laughs> it's all yes. about time. And that is actually, I think, going to be my favorite thing to give this year too. The other um, thing I, I have been doing this year is I've always wanted to do this, never allowed myself to do it, never gave myself permission. Mm. Um is I'm making more of my gifts this year. I love to give homemade gifts. And so I have been taking the time out, just like setting stuff aside. It will be there tomorrow. And going down to my sewing room and doing some sewing. I'm just really Yeah, watching if you don't already know this, Julie's an amazing seamstress. It's something she loves to do too. So I'm I'm I have some fun things planned. I have one for you. Oh fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. So one thing I did, I thought it was kind of cool. So my when my um, son got married, you know, the big thing is to have wedding crests now. Uh, Okay. And so they had a design graphic designer put a crest together with their initials. Oh. And they used it in their invitations. So I had that send it off to someone to um, convert it to an embroidery program. Uh Uh So I am making cocktail cloth cocktail now oh. with that monogram down there. That's a great idea. Monograms are big right now. See, I'm learning all this stuff from you as I get as I leave Catholic Home. <laughs> now I'm going to have to start working on this stuff because I've done nothing for my son's wedding. So I might take some of these well, ideas Well, they've been married you. two years, Chris. So now I'm doing it. So don't worry. you got time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm learning things about the crest. Okay, that's awesome. Well, so, and what about some non-tangible things, Julie? I mean, you have you have a lot of gifts of the spirit that, that you can give. And, you know, and, and I, I think, think that's... I think we both all, are doing that a for little all bit, of our, too. For all of our listeners, yeah. And I think just going back to the time thing is, you know, that's one of the things that I, I really feel like the Lord's been saying, you know, the way I measure love is by the time. Is that your love like, language? Uh, no, it, it really isn't. But it may become that this coming year. Um, but I think what he was saying to me in my prayer was, if he, you know, I, being God, I measure I measure love by time. I thought, oh, I'm real. I've got some things backwards so, then. So if the way I'm loving spend a people. lot of time with you, then that means they're, they're like, they love you. Or no, I think saying? I think the Lord's just was just telling me I want you to come sit with me. Yeah. you know what I mean. And so what does how does that you know communicate? How do I communicate that to my loved ones as well? It's time. Yeah, it's time. Yes. And and it was funny because my list to my husband, so many things were about. Well, I want time with this person. I want time with that person. I want time with you. And he's like, I can't wrap that up. Darn it. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, he'll probably get you something, a little something anyway. Though, yeah. To have under the tree, yeah. right? Yeah. So think about that. What are some of the favorite gifts that you're going to give listeners that you know, are maybe non-tangible? Let's challenge our listeners because you and I both do this. It's a gift we both give mm-hmm. is to pray with people and pray with somebody after Mass. I've yeah. done that. You just yes. you just go up and say, you know what? 
um, can we, you know, just start a conversation. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. hi, how are you? Do you, you know, yeah. what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, can we pray? Is yeah. there something on your heart? And you know what you're doing, Julie? You're giving the gift of evangelism that we talked about in the yeah, first segment the fruit. Yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. You know, when you do that for them, you're doing it, you're giving it and, to the and, Lord. And we're all called to do that. And I'm, in, I'm encouraging people. Paul, St. Paul talks about it in Corinthians. Mm-hmm. This is what we should be, mm-hmm. a church that prays with each other mm-hmm. so that when people are, so when they walk away, they feel loved. Mm-hmm. They feel that love of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. powerful. And that's a gift you can't wrap up. That's right. That's, oh, I love that. Okay, you challenged me. Yeah. Challenge well, received. I mean, I I'm going to do praying. better. Well, <laughs> I mean, fortunately, we have, there are prayer ministries that offer that, too. Yes. So, But, I mean, just to do it outside of that yeah, is important, Just kind too. of outside of what your time schedule is. Sometimes mm-hmm. surprise surprise the Lord. Lord, I'm going to give you one today. Show me who it is you want me to pray with in mm-hmm. the grocery store, wherever I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll highlight that. Yes. He'll highlight that for you. It's he probably will. somebody you'll bump into. Maybe you see him in the parking lot. Then uh-huh. you see him in the store. Yeah. It is, you don't have to, like, search for don't it. Don't be afraid. It, it, don't be afraid. They'll probably need you, and they'll probably be a gift to them. Yes. So, yes. yes. I agree. I agree. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that idea. Thanks for the challenge. Oh, well, I think uh, it's a good challenge. So, and it I, is. we would love to hear back from people, right? Yes. So text Let us. us know. Let yeah. us know. All right. Well, support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515 244 5660, online at permarsecurity.com. You want to take us out in a prayer? And I found this prayer by, by St. Teresa of Calcutta. It's a familiar prayer, but I think it fits the show. And Amen. Okay. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. Amen. Amen. Well, the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is prayed at 6 a.m., and it's going to be coming up next, so stay tuned. And I would just ask, please consider supporting Iowa Catholic Radio by talking to your employer about an employer match. Matching gifts are available with a lot of organizations, so we would just thank you for maybe considering that. And thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. You can find more episodes of Catholic Women Now at iowacatholicradio.com. We'll be back to wrap up this week's sampler right after this. So, the scan button brought you here. Awesome. We like company. Get to know us. And if you have to leave, come back. You're always welcome. Catholic Radio Indy. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa... Play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. You know us as Catholic Radio Indy, but we're so much more than just radio. We're a website, catholicradioindy.org 
with access to great Catholic resources, including podcasts of all our local programming, podcasts that have been downloaded from all 50 states and over 40 countries on six continents. Yes, we are Catholic Radio Indy, but thanks to your support, we're taking the gospel of Christ to the ends of the earth. Catholic Radio Indy and CatholicRadioIndy.org. I mentioned at the beginning of the hour that the Christmas season wasn't over, but it only just begun. Here's a reminder of that from Joan Watson at Three Minute Theology. Merry Christmas from Three Minute Theology. Today is the second day of Christmas and the Feast of St. Stephen. And let's not forget to continue to celebrate Christmas. We are still in the Christmas season and will be in the Christmas season until January and the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. So keep your tree up and keep that joy of the incarnation in your hearts through that feast. Today on the Feast of St. Stephen, I'm always reminded of that great Christmas carol, Good King Wenceslas. If you're not familiar with the carol, I encourage you to look it up and find the story of Wenceslas as he goes out into the cold winter and he sees that peasant and his page accompanies him as they take that peasant food and wine and Christmas cheer, this rich man going to serve the poor. At the end of the carol, the page is following Wenceslas and he complains because he's cold and he said, I don't think I can continue any longer. And Wenceslas tells him to follow in his footsteps, literally. And when the page does that, he finds heat in the snow and he's encouraged and he's warmed and he's able to continue to accompany Wenceslas in serving the poor. When we look at this song, we think, well, why is it a Christmas song? Is it just because it takes place on the Feast of St. Stephen in the midst of the Christmas season? But when you look at the message, I think we find something far deeper. Wenceslas is serving the poor. We see at the end of the carol the lesson, Therefore, Christian men, be sure, wealth or rank possessing, ye who now will bless the poor, shall yourselves find blessing. And so we have the great testament of this saint, this reminder that how do we respond to this gift of the incarnation? It's a great gift, the word becoming flesh, dwelling among us and ultimately dying for us. How can we ever repay that gift? Well, we can't, but we can begin by making our lives a gift back to him. That's really the message of Wenceslas and the message of St. Stephen, whose feast we celebrate. St. Stephen, who was willing to go to his death for Christ, who was willing to do anything in defense of the truth. These men remind us that our call, our mission, in, the, in light of this great gift, is to make ourselves a gift, to offer ourselves back to the Father in service of our brothers and sisters, in service of the poor, and ultimately to embrace love of our neighbor for the love of God. That's what we're called to do in our lives. And so in this Christmas season, let us look carefully. How can I make my life a gift back to him? Merry Christmas. And that's a little theology in three minutes.
That's all the time we have for Catholic Radio Indy's Lunchtime Podcast Sampler for today. You can find this show in podcast form at catholicradioindy.org, along with links to more of the programs we've shared. We pray, Lord, let us be fully cognizant of this glorious Christmas season, that we may come to appreciate the true meaning of the gift of Christmas. I'm Kent Blanford, and until next time, Merry Christmas, and may God bless. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Did you miss something in this show or just want to hear it again? Podcasts of this and all our other great local programs are available 24-7 at catholicradioindy.org.